This is Navigating Hospitality and I'm Dr. Allison Green. Usually we talk about the crossroads of social intelligence, business, and the hospitality industry. However, over the next month or so, we will be doing podcasts that are specifically involving local leaders in the hospitality industry. So buckle up, here we go, let's have a listen. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Today is Hospitality Roundtable. We're about, I think this is our fourth one, fourth or fifth one. So I appreciate everybody being here. It's a stormy, stormy morning and we're expecting more storms. However, I don't know if everybody's feeling this way, but I feel that, that we're getting closer to really what's coming up next. And so that's kind of where I'd like to start. We have a few people on the line. I know that Visit Pensacola, we have the Chamber on, we have Florida Restaurant Lodging Association, we have Voodoo, and I'm sure I'm missing somebody else. What I, I'm gonna start out this way. What I've learned and what I'm so appreciative of every single week is the leadership of this community, all of you showing up and taking time to share your honest thoughts. We do it authentically and I'm so proud to be part of this. And here comes, here comes DC. And that's the first thing. The second thing is what I've learned is through the last month is really that um, our industry is all about humans. It's about the human connection. And sometimes we've forgotten that. So in this pause in life, I want to tell you all that, you know, it, 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 we're in this industry. It's a strong, resilient industry. And I'm really happy to be part of that. We have at University of West Florida put out our, we do questions for, for faculty. And that is the one thing that has come through is that really, even with our students who don't have internships for the summer and are really feeling it and are scared about going into the industry, we bounce back. And so that's where I'm going to start this week is first of all, welcome everybody. Thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing me to be part of the the local community. And how's it looking this week? Everybody just kind of jump in and and tell me what's going on. What's new? Um, We have a lot of new, the SBA, everything. And and welcome, dear, for welcome to Pensacola. Anybody want to jump in and say how everything's going? Nicole's up front. I was going to say, Nicole can jump in for for visit Pensacola. So I think what we are working with is just all of our leadership, whether it's our board, our community, the chamber, uh, Florida West on the comeback plan. So uh, we're calling it a comeback plan okay. because that's exactly what we'll do. Uh, but just working on, you know, what is that messaging? How do we make sure we're all on the same page? Kind of like what I hit on last week, making sure our community is ready. Uh, for those visitors and for those guests and making sure that, you know, we know it's safe for people to come back and to enjoy all of the experiences. But we also know that it's going to look very different. So working with everyone to know what exactly that looks like and how we can just align our messaging to be one really strong team because that's exactly what Pensacola is. Um, So for this week, just kind of working with our agency on some strategy and some media buys and some planning, not really doing anything, not hitting the go button, but just being prepared. And then continuing that communication of resources to our community and to our guests, maybe at home thinking about traveling. We know they want something 
to look at other than bad news. So really being that inspirational channel for them um, is kind of where we're at. So a lot of the same, but then continuing that planning to be ready to go. Yeah, good. Anybody else? Uh, Rick West, how's it going out there in your world? Um, everything, you know, it's we, we have adjusted to, I guess, this new normal with everything being takeout and delivery. Um, you know, we've seen some shifts in our business from lunch to dinner where we used to mm. be probably 65% lunch and 35% dinner, and now it's just about flip-flopped. Um, and yeah. I, I attribute that to probably a lot of people working from home, so they grab a sandwich or what have you during the day. And then by the time night comes around, they're ready to treat themselves um, for something for something different. So we're getting a lot of a lot of the takeout and and delivery services, um, uh, which has just really just changed our business model. Um, and it, so I'm I'm anxious to see how it's going to be when it comes back and and how that's going to work. We're um, you know we're going to watch Georgia and Tennessee and and yeah. North Carolina that are that have opened or started to open and see what the restaurants there are doing and how the public's reacting and, and you know, what, what steps we need to take as, as we get ready to, to reopen um, for dine-in as well. Um, it's going to be, it'll, it'll, it'll be different. I, I'm, I'm sure people, I, I just don't know, you know, people used to enjoy walking into a crowded restaurant and now I don't know that that's going to be the same thing. I think they're going to be looking for, for more space. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to see, see what that looks like and, and be ready for when it comes. Yeah. And, and kind of, you're, you're absolutely right. We're all going to be watching what goes on. Um, I, I think I, I'm with you on that is I think that most of us, you know, the questions that I've been asked mostly is what can the community do? That was from the very beginning when it was shocking, um, to now, as you say, the, the normal, we're, we're in normal for today. Um, but, but it is what can community do? And I think that part of it is really to reach out every day, every other day, if, if, if you still have an income and you're still um, okay to do it, and you're absolutely right, is maybe go and grab, grab dinner. It looks different. Um, I think we've all shifted our men menus a bit. So um, it will be interesting to, to find out. So very good. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Um, sure. Corey, what are, what are you seeing out there with, um, just in general, with trends and whatnot from the FRLA side, because you're, you're in tune with what's going on with the, the state? You know, it looks like that, um, you know, as I mentioned before, with different states, you know, coming back with some different guidelines. I know I talked to Tom, Todd yesterday about some stuff that we had heard on a call Tuesday, I believe it was. You know, talking about hopefully we'll go back to 50% capacity, um, 10 feet distancing between tables. You know, Jimmy Petrona said it well. You know, big restaurants might be able to do well at 50% capacity because they have enough space. But some of your smaller restaurants that only have 50 seats, you know, you give them 50% capacity, that's only 25 folks. So they're going to have to pivot their business model, make sure that they're still able to do curbside. To Rick's point, people. Some people are going to be anxious to get out into the crowd and go back and sit down at a restaurant, but some people aren't. So, yeah. But they're still going to want your food, so you're going to have your curbside and your delivery options still. So the whole business model, is, as you know, is going to shift moving forward, and uh, we're gearing up for that too. So 
we should be opening up our restaurant by midweek next week, hopefully. So. Oh, good, good. I hope so. I hope so, Corey. I'm glad to hear that. I also, uh, and and this is really just um, just bouncing off of what you said, um, Corey, is I think that there's tremendous opportunity for us to also incorporate more apps and more, we're talking about technology and how we need to have that be contactless um for everything and so that will be interesting for for our industry to make that totally payment system with without touching so yeah it'll be interesting um wondering who out dc um how are how are things going with you and the brewery and everything else that you do um good actually i mean as good as it can um a couple things came to mind as we were talking i think you know, I just communicated with our staff that, um, uh, you know, our staff of 15 to just say, hey, look, you know, we're hearing about, obviously, every employee starts to hear about, like, the rumblings of May 1st and what does that mean and what does that mean for us? What are yeah. we going to do? You know, is it going to open? I'm sure they're worried about their own safety and, uh, you know, all sorts of anxiety is going to get raised no matter what the step up, so to speak, like Corey was talking about, you know, what it, no matter what it looks like. And so... Um, We've taken the same approach as Rick. I mean, I think we're going to look at what Georgia, what are breweries in Georgia doing? Um, what are, you know, restaurants or bars in the state of Florida going to do? And, um, you know, even if they allowed us to open 100% on May 1st, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I'm just because it's a it becomes a customer thing. Um, it's not some a customer comfort thing, not, you know, a, a revenue thing at this point. And I've yeah. said we're going to be banking on uh for the foreseeable future we're going to be doing to go i don't care what happens may 1st i mean uh, i i think we're doing that indefinitely until you know it, 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 the the weight of taproom sales or, or bar sales start to um you know make it obsolete i mean i could see us doing it for six months i mean i don't know how long it's going to be who, who knows you know the to-go portion yeah um, so that's first and the second thing it's interesting quentin and i talked for a while yesterday about this and he's been doing you know webinars all over the country about different business things and you know he has this uh this he makes a great point he said you know normally um you know there's a hurricane in a certain in a specific area or there's a tornado in a specific area and you know that city or that community recovers or that region has to recover like for the first time ever it's like the entire country is going through the same tornado or hurricane as everyone else and so you know, his kind of challenge is the question of not uh, it. Every city has an opportunity, whether it's visit Pensacola, whether it's bars and restaurants, we're all going to come back, so to speak, on a level playing field. And like, who's going to come back best? You know, and so um, you know, it, we're all going to be coming out of the gate relatively at the same time. You know, fighting for tourists, fighting for customers, and so you know how well we plan as a community and how well you know we. we out ahead of that you know there could be major opportunity for that too so a kind of a glass half full thing but you know considering there's so much unknown right now but uh but that's you know both at the brewery level and kind of community level that's kind of what we're thinking about right now yeah and and what i'm seeing again i watch it at um really a global level hospitality as well comparing it to locally because there's so so many similarities however i mean right now my feeling is those that truly first of all care about their employees which 
most of us in hospitality do. But those that really are, are embracing creativity and innovation and um, incorporate that now um, and see that as part of their business model is just so essential. And um, so I think you're right, DC, those coming out of the gate is now is the time to really do things differently and look at it differently. And, um, you know, I know that, that we're for profit, right? And uh, we're all looking for our fair share. Uh, however, be, doing the right thing at the right time is always the right, right reason. Um, who else? Who else do we not hear from? I don't see everybody because we got phone calls coming in. Did I miss anybody? I know I did. Hey, Allie, it's Todd. I'll, I'll chime in a little bit as well. Yeah, great. Um, just talking about, you know, uh, Nicole mentioned uh, efforts that we're putting together, um, and it's going to be a two-county effort to Scambia and Santa Rosa. Uh, we just kind of ironed out the, the framework of a plan yesterday that we're, we'll put the, the meat on. Uh, and a lot of it will be based on what the governor's task force recommends in terms of opening back up okay. uh, there may be some some uh, issues that we need to look at locally but uh, we've talked to um, our, our counterparts in Santa Rosa County and, and received good feedback um, we're working with the hospitals on this so we're doing you know what we'll be putting in is uh, is approved by them and uh, we're doing this safely so um, and I'm actually going to be doing a number of calls today to reach out to, to our other community uh, business leaders to, to uh, be a part of this. Uh, and the city and the, and the county just sent out a release about ESF-18 and, and the role that uh, the business and industry um, section will, will be playing in that. Uh, so, you know, we will be uh, putting that together over the next week or so. Um, and it will include, include everything from tourism to restaurants to supply chain to uh, underserved communities. I mean, really, it's you know, kind of looking at, at the global uh, uh, picture right now. But it, it'll be a, a community effort, and it'll be a, kind of a one, you know, place you can look for, you know, certain questions about, you know, how many people can you have in your restaurant. Uh, or, or a retail establishment, or you know, what what are uh, you know the things that you have to have on hand if you're a business to be considered safe and and you know be able to be open. So uh, we'll be working that over the next week or so, hoping to have that ready before the county commission has their meeting on the seventh. Um, obviously, they have their meeting next week to discuss the beach opening yeah. and what that'll look like. That should help. Obviously, that's on the beach. Uh, that have been suffering. So, um, you know, things are happening. Uh, we are working in an organized fashion, we're working collaboratively, and, um, you know, we'll have more to say about this really soon. But um, working well with the city and the county and now reaching across and, and working together very well with, with Santa Rosa County as well. So uh, excited about the collaboration, yeah. and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have more to say really soon. Um, so, Todd, what I'm hearing is that it, it and, and I only know it from, from media about what's going on as far as the beaches and all of that, 
that happened last week with Navarre and, and all of that in the media. So it's going to be seamless between Escambia and Santa Rosa County when it comes time to open things. Is that is that what I'm understanding? Well, I, I can't say that because you have, when it comes down to local government, you will have two different bodies right. you know, making those decisions. These are going to be our recommendations for how business should open and okay. be a resource for our elected officials and policymakers to uh, be able to refer to uh, and, and, and for business owners uh, to refer to with you know, official information, uh, you know, so that, you know, this, there is no confusion. Obviously, you know, I know all the chambers are getting calls every day asking everything from, are the beaches open to can I have this type of business open? Can I, what do I need to do to, you know, to be set, considered safe? You know, all of those types of questions are coming. And so we want to have a kind of a one document where we can put all of the different industries in our community and, uh, you know, have those answers. Uh, and it, it'll be something that evolves, obviously, as, uh, as time goes on and, and Circumstances change, but uh, <clears throat> working with, through ESF 18, which is you know what the county once we had our first case here in Escambia County, and the county it, uh, initiated the incident command system, and uh, the county administrator Janice Gilley is the incident commander for this. <clears throat> so we're working hand in hand with the county, with the city on this, and now with, with Santa Rosa County. So uh, we'll be making those recommendations based on, you know, again, largely what the governor's task force comes out with, uh, but also looking at if there are potential issues that are unique to, to Escambia and Santa Rosa County. But, uh, you know, again, just having one document that we'll have in the system that everyone can to re- refer to uh, to answer these types of questions. That's great. Thank you. You've done such a great job. So um, kudos to you and, and everybody that surrounds you for all the way through this, keeping every everyone updated. Appreciate you stepping in and stepping up. So that's a great thing. Thanks, Todd. Yeah, thank you. And, and we've had a lot of great partners and, you know, we're just looking to, you know, we're going to all going to work through this together and that's, that's how we're going to be successful. So appreciate everybody that, that's worked with us on this. So from the university, um, we're getting to the end of the semester here. And usually at the end of the semester, um, you know, we celebrate, we celebrate our achievements. It's kind of like we put a a stop to things. But um, I'm thinking about this is, and I've had this conversation with people over the last couple of days, we are all really, really tired. We are all exhausted. We need, um, you know, <laughs> some relief. How are all of you feeling? Um, because we, you don't get to reset. Like we get to reset. The summer comes and we have summer school and we do our research, we do our writing, and then we go back in the fall. So I'm just wondering how, how really all of you are feeling. Hi, good morning. This is John Pierre. How are oh. you joining? Um, well, um, how are we feeling? It's, um, it's our challenging time, I think, um, and also motivating because uh, we're all in together, not only in Pensacola or in the, or in the state, but globally. So I think everybody, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is just trying to find a way uh, to make this work together. So it's, uh, it feels, I feel energized, I feel uh, really challenged or uh, have, uh, just trying to 
in order to listen to there's nothing like this before that we can refer to uh, and say, okay, this is going to be the way that's going to be done. I think we had disaster like hurricane where, you know, certain areas were affected and we were able to, re- that area was able to recover. But this is just, I would say, it's a different global thing that uh, we're trying to figure out. Everybody's trying to figure out how to get out of this, not only as a business, but as a community as well. Uh, and which is, I think, it's just very motivating and you feel like, you know, everybody is into it and everybody is trying to find a solution all together, which is really motivating every day. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Jean-Pierre. I, I appreciate that. Anybody else? Yeah, this, this is Rick Elby. Um, I, yeah, I, w- I would agree with JP. It's, you know, being in this industry where, you know, clearly we're very sociable people and, uh, you know, we miss we miss everyone coming in, but... At the same time, I, I feel very fortunate that we're able to remain open and be out, you know, that we're considered essential and we do, we haven't had to self-quarantine ourselves, that we've been able to simple, while it's, while it's different, we've still been able to kind of go on with our normal lives um, versus if we were forced to, to quarantine and work from home, mm-hmm. I don't you know, in the restaurants that weren't able to, to make do with takeout, um, I can just imagine how challenging it would be for them. Um, to to sit at home and, and, and not not have the normal environment that we do. So uh, over time, I'm like JP. I feel motivated. I feel I feel fortunate that we've been able to continue on, and um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a challenge that that is uh, you know we're yet yet to see how it's going to turn out. Um, but excited to see what those results are when we when we do get back to. Thank you. Anybody else want to chime in, Nicole? Uh, you know, we are the storytellers and the memory makers for Pensacola, so it's definitely been a challenge just because we know our community is going through it. But as to JP's point, it's global. So watching the travel and tourism industry change overnight was something that I don't think any of us ever thought we would see or go through because it's just so different than a hurricane or other crises that we've been quote unquote used to. Um, But I think our team is really optimistic and just getting back to the office and getting back to inviting guests here to enjoy all the great experiences we have in Pensacola. I think we've learned a lot in the last five weeks, I'll say, on just how we can still connect with our community and our guests. Um, and making sure that they remember Pensacola as that still Pensacola, um, because that's what everyone says when they come to visit here, is that they love the people they meet. I know Darren has said that multiple times in interviews. Is he was just so impressed with the people that he met who didn't even know he was interviewing for a job here. He was just in restaurants, and people were so lovely and welcoming and warm, and, you know, that is a testament to our community, and so I think while we all might be exhausted and it's just this new normal as we're calling it, I think we're ready just to get back to doing what we do best. And that's showing off Pensacola and its mm-hmm. beauty and its people because it's strong and we love it. And that's why we do what we do. So yeah. uh, it's been different, but we're here. We're grateful that we're still here. Um, and to everyone's point, I think we'll get through this and come out stronger. I do. I think those that, that are are going to rise up, um, and I have a, a leadership model in my head 
but I'm not going to talk about it. But those that are going to rise up um, and then others maybe have figured out, especially in hospitality, that maybe that they want to shift to something else or be creative and come out um, and do something as far as starting their own business um, in a different way, having it more online. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, and, you know, would love love to look in the crystal ball and, and figure that out. But you're absolutely right. We would have never, ever fi- thought of this would happen to us. Uh, so it'll be, I, I am feeding off of everybody's energy here, which is excited to see what is next, especially coming into summer. Um, I'm going to go to um, Dean Fountain, Rick Fountain. Are you are you available to give your input? Okay. Well, you, you know, so so Rick and I have this thing going, which is I call him out and he called me out and and maybe he's doing something other than that. But anyhow, Rick, um, what are, what are your thoughts as we're coming towards, you know, the end of this semester? However, we're really as hospitality, we're going into such a, a new and exciting time of kind of reinventing um, what it looks like, and we're all doing it together, all of us across hospitality, which is, first of all, the coolest thing ever. Um, but, Rick, any thoughts before well, we end? I, I will say this. You and I have had this discussion that we have been very fortunate uh, during this time to have such great relationship with the folks that are on, on this uh, meeting today and that have been on other meetings and we, we're learning to operate in a different environment. And I think we, education-wise, will come out stronger. I think we're uh, learning more about what our stakeholders in the community businesses need. I think we're responding to that. Um, it's, a, it's a daunting time. I, I was uh, had a, something you probably responded to that the public needs for the Board of a trustees meeting today and it had to do with uh, it's interesting I'll kind of what it is the state is looking at the courses that were canceled for the summer and they wanted to know if they were canceled because it was impossible to deliver them online and we had several uh, classes canceled but none of them uh, were canceled because we couldn't deliver them online so uh, in, in one sense that's a very positive thing for um, our ability to deliver courses, but it also begs the question is, um, do we really need face-to-face in the future? So <laughs> I think that is an interesting dynamic. I think there will always be a demand from students, but uh, it's this situation, I, and you and I suffer for um, our students that lost internships that are having a hard time, and we listen to the good folks on these meetings and how they're making do to survive and try to keep people employed. So I guess my perception is folks like you and your faculty and the other chairs and faculty on our campus have performed magnificently to keep us going. Good news I like to share is that withdrawals are down uh, comparing this semester uh, everyone putting the asterisk COVID-19 uh, withdrawals are down about half uh, from this time last year which shows that the students are engaging uh, in their educational opportunities 
I think the faculty's responded. We've been, been very sensitive. The administration has been sensitive to that. So uh, it's not so much just directly, my thoughts directly related to um, the industries that are represented on this call, but I do know one thing we are looking at it. We'll ask you to let us help you when you see a need is if there are, are folks who are working for you uh, and they are thinking maybe they ought to enhance their educational opportunities. I don't think you've mentioned this, Allie, but we're we're looking into maybe uh, they can take some courses. We might waive registration fees for local folks, and they could do all that online. So um, we, we're trying to be responsive. And I think I probably said way too much, but thank you for the opportunity. And, and thanks to everyone that that uh, shows up on these meetings. I've learned from us, and I feel like I know you all of you much better than I ever would have in the normal course of business. And I'll have to say, thank you, Rick. Um, so uh, Rick came on as dean in January, and um, many people have a hard time wrapping their head around the business of hospitality. And so this is uh, really just a, a, a quick learning lesson of what the business of hospitality is. Um, and it's deep, so so appreciate that. All right, um, we're about at the end. Actually, we're, we're past the end. But um, DC, do you want to have any final thoughts or core? Corey, final thoughts on, um, you know, just final thoughts. Yeah, I, I was going to say, um, if we want a sense of normalcy in all this, uh, people still really like bushwhackers. We can't keep them uh, on sale. Uh, like our number one, we're like a drive, we're like a New Orleans drive through daiquiri place now, I think. Yeah. They are delicious, DC. Yeah, so um, that hasn't changed despite all of our trials and tribulations. Everybody okay. still likes those. We're figure out how many frozen machines we're going we're to look like bamboo willies out there on like garden street you know <laughs> uh, but, but anyway it's uh no, it, it honestly like like we were saying i mean it's, it's been uh tough and everybody has to change their model and one thing i'm actually like working on a column for the pnj kind of as like a small business owner and you know i think one thing that kind of sticks with me is but just because this is the right thing to do and you know restaurants and bars have all done this I mean, I guess half willingly, <laughs> not that they've had a choice, but because it's the right thing to do doesn't mean it's an easy thing to do. And yeah. I think it's easy to lose sight of that, you know, especially people that, that are saying like, you know, are, I, I think, I guess it's easy to forget that there's people struggling on the other side of this too, that we, right. you know, as business owners have shut our business down and our life savings are on the line and we're supporting other people. And that's not complaining. That's not saying everybody should open their doors tomorrow, but that also doesn't mean that this isn't extremely difficult on people. And I think it's easy to lose sight of that it, because it is what's most important, keeping people safe. And, um, you know, we're talking about life and death. So um, that should be the primary focus, but that doesn't mean that, that this isn't really, really difficult on people and, um, and on business owners that have dedicated their life to what they have, you know? And so you see that story out of Mobile, the guy that has his own barbershop. I don't know if you read that, you know, that's basically defied the law and is open. And I don't think that that's a good idea, but in a weird way, I can relate. I mean, I, I, I understand, like he said, we're not outlaws, you know, I mean, we're trying to, you know, I got bills to pay and, and I've got, to, you know, I don't want to be homeless. And so anyway, I just think that it's going to be really, it's going to continue to be more and more challenging. That dichotomy of the right thing to do and, and trying to survive is going to be tougher and tougher. So, um, you know, uh, that's I just, you know, something that I've been thinking about is us for 
for us to not lose sight of like how difficult it is for us to be out of business or partially out of business. And, and thank you for that, DC. I, we uploaded, again, we do uh, asking the faculty, and, our, and we had the last one, but um, coming out of industry, um, I, I still have quite a few friends that are in, in top positions across the country, management companies, et cetera, and uh, it breaks my heart to know how, how much you all have had to make those hard decisions, and I agree. The last thing we want is, um, you know, all those unemployed employees. Um, but also, they have been so. I know you guys have had such hard decisions. So I appreciate you all. Corey Mobley, you still on the call? Do you want to have last comments? I don't know if he's hopped off. Maybe he hopped off. Yeah. I don't hear. Okay. All right. Well, listen, everybody, I want to, again, thank you all. Um, and again, we're going to we're going to look at this roundtable a little bit differently um, from here on out. Uh, however, I would say this is once we can be face to face, I would like to bring us all back together where we started, which is at Timeless Tanglewood and have one last roundtable. And I'll let you know uh, when that happens, because I, too, will be listening. Um, if you guys can give me a heads up, if you know anything ahead of time. Um, but I would love to have you all back at Timeless Tanglewood and, um, you know, have some coffee and tea and just enjoy the company of each other, socially distancing, but enjoying each other. So for now, thank you all. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon.